The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, here with Jessica Lee and Virginia Nessie. Hey, everyone. Hey, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel. You can stream it on SEMSynergy.com or you can pick it up on iTunes. Today, what we thought we would do is get into some things that are going on with the major search engines. That would be uh, Google. Are there others? I don't know. I think there is one called Bing, maybe. Bing. Yeah. Oh, and there's this Yahoo thing. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, the one that uh, apparently everybody is thinking about buying. Right. Yeah, Yahoo's open for bidding, and there are some interested buyers. I think one of the most interesting things that is rumored right now is that Google is willing to help someone finance uh, the purchase of Yahoo. you got to wonder huh. what their play is on this. Interesting. It's an opportunity to make money and to find out all sorts of interesting facts about the potential competition. I mean, if they know who's buying it, then it gives them a better idea about what they can do to position themselves against it. Um, it also makes it easier for somebody other than a Facebook to come in and, and look at it or something like that. Where I think Google is going to have the biggest problem might be uh, that there are other com- countries that might want to come into the U.S. market through a Yahoo-type acquisition. Uh, Alibaba, mm-hmm. fine, but there's Baidu and Yandex and there's others that are uh, within their region's major powers that could look at this as an opportunity to enter the market. That is an interesting thought. I also heard a theory that kind of makes sense. It could be that Google um, is willing to help somebody buy it, uh, Yahoo, because they want to maintain the appearance of competition in the market huh. since they are you know, so close to a monopoly already. Um, if Yahoo was to go down and fail, then they are, are, you know, one of their worst nightmares, which would be being broken up, could be a real kind of threat. We so. ought to think about the other option. Let's suppose Google finances somebody that buys Yahoo, and then that company goes bankrupt. Google can foreclose, and now Google owns Yahoo. What if Facebook wanted to own Yahoo? What do you think Google would do? Well, I think Facebook probably has thought about it. I don't know that that, you know, 
really is going there. Facebook has a deal already, as you know, with Bing. Uh, I would think that Facebook owning Yahoo would be a logical extension since Bing and Yahoo have relationships. It would allow Bing uh, to maintain a friendly partner that would own Yahoo, which is not something that they can guarantee on an open market. I just think that, you know, is that likely to happen? Sure. Why not? Um, I think that the number of players, though, is reasonably limited. There aren't a lot of people that are in a position to be able to afford a Yahoo purchase. Uh, if Google is willing to sponsor it or somehow provide funding to be able to do it, I am sure Google will do it and justify it through interest and payback mechanisms of some form. Google may want to say, okay, if you want to buy Yahoo, um, you're going to switch your ads and services to us if we're going to finance it. Anything is possible. Um, who knows? Yeah. Um, and then as it was interesting, last week, um, the I think keynote speaker for the Web 2.0 Summit was Steve Ballmer. He's Microsoft CEO. And he said that everyone should try Bing because it's more or less the same as Google, 70% of the time. Which is close. <laughs> I don't know. It, there are, that means that 30% of the time they might give you better results. Well, his, his was 15% of the time Google was probably better and 15% of the time we're probably better. So it's all a wash. You should just try us. <laughs> it's an interesting approach. Um, I, I don't think that would work in dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't really so, translate. It's not super convincing. You know, you know, seventy percent of the time I'm the same as your old boyfriend, and fifteen percent of the time I'm better, but fifteen percent of the time I'm worse. <laughs> well, Google um, recently came out with a study, right, that Bing's top position gets about ten percent lower click-through rate. I don't think it was a study by Google. Oh, okay. Yeah, but this study, and I have to figure it out what it's saying here. Well, the top position gets almost ten percent on Bing. Uh, which isn't so bad, but, you know, you only get a 26% click-through rate on the first page. That's not a particularly high number. Uh, it would seem to me that if I did a search and the first page had exactly what I'm looking for, the click-through rate would be higher. So maybe this is some sort of testimonial to the fact that ambiguity is setting in and uh, the search engine's guessing what a person wants when the person is better at searching. Uh, is, in fact, uh, causing a lower click-through rate. So Google might be getting 40% click-through rate, and Bing is getting 26, gotcha. 25. The thing is, you still have a problem because if somebody's doing a query and not clicking, pretty much the there's no compelling call to action or obvious match on the top results. Because anybody doing a search is normally doing it not just to see the pretty search result page, but to actually go somewhere. Right. So, um, but quite frankly, all the search engines, I think, are struggling to try to get a little bit more accurate, to get 
more relevant, to be able to be better targeting uh, for the user's needs and things like that. So over time, sure, you're going to have a lot of uh, people doing queries. I think that's one of the reasons that Google is changing so many things so often. Well, they have that preview thing, and that actually was showing that it increased the click-through rates when people were able to see the website before they clicked through. Yes, we saw that on our site quite a bit. Mm. Um, so, but again, uh, if you don't know if the site is just full of ads, that works out well. So for shopping, it might make sense. Uh, if it's just a resource site where I just want to find out, uh, do you know what you're talking about and things like that, I mean, the description in the title should be enough to cause the click. They don't have to do any other action on the page before they go. All right. It'll be interesting to see who ends up picking up Yahoo. It's time for a quick break. Stick right there. More SEM synergies on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The Ninjas are coming. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. 
Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia, and right now I am joined by Julie Joyce, Director of Operations and Co-Founder of Linkfish Media, a columnist of the LinkWink column at Search Engine Land, and a blogger at SEO Chicks Blog. Thanks for coming on the show, Julie. Thank you. All right, so first off, I kind of wanted to talk about like social media and its role in link building. And I mean, social media, everybody knows and is trying to get involved with, but there's this debate of what is the ROI of social media. But something that you can kind of concretely tie social media to is um, links. Right. Um, I think... I think social media for link building is actually much trickier than people think that it is. Mm. I think it's very difficult to measure it, too, because some of the links that you will get are links that are going to happen further on. Um, And I also think, from what I've seen, especially on Twitter, it's very obvious to me if somebody is, you know, pushing an agenda in order to try to build links. Mm. There are a lot of people that I probably have given a link to that I would never in a million years think they were actually trying to get a link. And so I think that's why it's so tricky. Um, there are so many cool tools out there, too, that I've been having a lot of fun with uh, that can really help you, especially if you don't really have a big following. I mean, there are people who probably can tweet anything they want, and they're going to be great, but then there are people who are starting out that really have no clue about how to do it. Um, I think a lot of it, too, the way you interact is what gives you a link later. Maybe, let's say, you talk to somebody and you strike up a conversation for a while, and they might decide they want to interview you or they want you to guest blog on their website. Um, you could tweet a link and maybe somebody's writing a roundup post and then that's going to get in there. Uh, somebody could write a blog post and basically link back to you and they're arguing with what you've said or they want to get your feedback. So I think there are a lot of ways you can build links. I just I really do think that people kind of underestimate the time involved with it. Okay. Well, you mentioned some tools. Do you want to, I don't know, any come to mind for somebody who's just getting into link building with social media? Sure. I actually, um, I think Ice Rocket is probably my favorite right now because a lot of the tools I look at are mainly for Twitter. And Ice Rocket is good for Facebook. It lets you search, you know, all kinds of things. You can just see in general what people are talking about. But Follower Walk is really, really good because you can use a keyword to search uh, Twitter users' bios. So if I wanted to engage with people who were link builders, you know, I could just go and search for link builders, and it's going to give me a big list of people that have that in their bio and all their stats, which is really nice. Oh, that is helpful. Yeah, I like CrowdBooster a lot, too. Um, I like that because it tells you, like, who your most influential followers are. I don't really use any of it when it tells you things like the best time to reach people is this, and I don't really use it for that. But I do like it for just in general how it measures everything and tells you, you know, you might want to engage with these people. Mm. Um, and, and, and then you also mentioned, you know, ways to interact. Any advice on, like, the kind of tone to not be so obvious? Or is that common sense, like, just kind of be a human? I think it is common sense, but a lot of people on social media don't seem to exhibit common sense all the time. <laughs> um, I don't like it when people are rude. and I don't like them. I don't know. I just think it's very obvious to me when somebody does have an agenda. But I think most people in general... You know, they respond if you ask them a question. People seem to really love talking about themselves, obviously. Um, People just generally, if you're going to ask for their help, they're going to help you, I think. So I like kind of the approach of interacting in that way or complimenting someone. I don't think that the way to engage somebody is to just start, you know, a pissing match on Twitter or anything the way some people do. I think just being nice in general. If you're actually interested, you're going to seem interested. That's good advice. 
So um, over at your column on Search Engine Land, you had a piece on um, some link-building tactics on a budget. Um, and it's interesting because some of the online things kind of came down to content and whether it's, you know, like Q&A, which is like its own kind of thing you can do and has so much we could talk about right there, but also, you know, guest posting, that kind of thing. Um, do you think that content is basically a, the, the crux of link building? I do think it is. I think that definitely you can build links to just about any site, especially if you're going to buy them. But, you know, that might rank you, but it's not going to make you sell anything or convert or anything like that. So we do have a lot of clients who just mainly are interested in the rankings, and I just think that's an extremely simplistic way to think. Mm. So if they don't have good content, nobody's going to care. You know, they can rank number one, and they may get tons and tons of hits, but what's it really going to get them? You know, somebody who's down, you know, at number 10 may have great content but doesn't have the rankings, doesn't have all the links, but they're still possibly going to sell more just because the site's better. So for that reason, I think content definitely is. I mean, you know, like I said, you can't rank without it, but I just don't think it's sustainable at all. Gotcha. Good good point. And then on, on the other side of things... In your same piece, there was a lot of um, tactics that were involved with, like, kind of the in-person networking side of things, whether it's, you know, sponsoring an event or um, making a T-shirt. Right. Yeah, I think that, and that kind of ties into what I was saying um, earlier about social media. I think just talking to somebody, if you did have a meetup and you met someone, they might write a blog post that recaps it. They're going to link to you. Um... Maybe somebody's going to tweet something about meeting you, and somebody else that's following them sees that tweet, wants to know who you are, is going to check you out. You can get a lot of business that way, certainly. Um, I think that's also very tricky to measure because it could be six months down the road when somebody decides to say they want to start um, a blog of some sort and they'd like to have a guest poster and they think back to meeting you, you know, you were really funny. So they might email you and say, I met you six months ago. Would you mind writing for me every month? And then, you know, you've got a big, nice author bio right there. Well, it seems like a lot of the conversation keeps coming back to the difficulty of measuring these things. Right. How do you, like, talk to a client about that? Or how does a marketer kind of convince about the value when the, the it could be months down the line before any business is seen from these things? Right. And, and that, is, uh, that is extremely tricky. And the way we tend to do business, I don't have to deal with that, but it's going to come up because... You know, I can't measure links that happen due to things like that. And a lot of my clients don't give me access to analytics anyway. I don't really have a lot of ways to measure anything other than what I do. So I would love to have an answer for that question <laughs> because I think, you know, it would be great to be able to attribute a link that happens in six months to the action that, you know, precipitated it. But I truly don't know how to do it. Mm. That is a dilemma that we all have in the industry, I guess. Right. Okay, and then kind of also attached to this idea of it matters, like, the kind of person that you are and how you treat people, whether it's in person or online, reputation has a lot to do with, you know, um, your ability to build links or market yourself online. And um, you have a cu- written a couple pieces in the last few months about that, one on the SEO Chicks blog, which was loss of trust in branding. And then over at Search Engine Land, you had how a bad reputation can affect link building. And so how are 
your reputation and the ability to build links, at least in a sustainable way, related? Well, the interesting thing about that Search Engine Land article is that the client that I wrote about actually recognized himself mm. and began hassling me on mm. email, just, you know, kind of furthering all of that and was just being a complete jerk about it. Mm. Um, and he never really understood that I was just being trying to be very honest because my link builders, you know, would contact somebody and kind of get hassled. Mm. So we kept hearing these horror stories about how horrible this client was, all the bad things they'd done. So I think that's just very disheartening. Um, it's very difficult when you have a client like that and you say, you know, this is my client, we'd love a link, and, you know, you're like, no, just leave us alone. That person did this, they did that. Um, and from my point of view, it was just lost a lot of money for me because I'm paying these link builders to contact people and they keep getting turned down. So it's kind of like just setting money on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, we also we have a lot of people that we work with that are in industries that some people might not want to work with but they have never given us the trouble that that brand did that had such a bad reputation. I think people just talk, and you can easily go and look somebody up online, and if everything you read about the brand is negative, I think it definitely means people aren't going to want to do what you want, and if they do link to you, they're going to want money, and they're probably going to want a lot of money too. Yeah, you better watch out how people are perceiving you (laughs) no matter what you're doing. Definitely. Okay, and so then this last question while I've got you is kind of just like a theoretical, like nobody knows what Google's algorithm really is, but I've heard some interesting things about the Panda update and how, um, like, okay, so in the chat room, um, there is a regular, Bryant Denovan, um, who's probably listening, and we like to talk about how, you know, how does a site like Perez Hilton rank so well following the Panda update? And his theory is that, um, links, uh, inbound links are probably outweighing any kind of ranking factors related to Panda and low quality content. And yeah, I think, I mean, I can see that point, but I haven't seen evidence for that. I haven't really seen evidence that anything that people say, you know, is what caused Panda has been the case, though. We have two clients that got hit by it. One of them kind of makes sense, but one of them, I, I did everything to try to figure out what had happened. And everything I read about, you know, this could cause it, this could cause it, they had none of that. So I dug into all the SEO, you know, all that kind of technical stuff, and I didn't see anything. Um, they had some people, like on different sites, were duplicating their content, and those sites were still ranking well, but my client wasn't. But, that, you know, after like a couple of weeks of looking at it, that was all I could find. So... They had good inbound links. I mean, they had them then. They still have them. So I can't imagine that having great inbound links is going to save you. I think Mm -hmm. in the case of Perez Hilton, that's probably just one of those sites that has really high engagement, very good social signals, you know, kind of known as an authority. And I don't see why Google would want to penalize a site like that. I mean, it's the kind of thing people obviously like and want to see. Very good. Thank you, Julie. You can read more from Julie at seo-chicks.com, where you share thoughts on link building, branding, social media, as well as on Twitter, where you're at Julie Joyce, and of course, linkfishmedia.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Julie. Thank you. All right. Stay right there. More SEM Synergy after this break. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- 
broke. Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Your virtual webmaster frat house. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hi, welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Aaron and Jessica. And earlier in the show, Bruce and um, us talked about how, you know, different moves are happening at search engines. Um, Yahoo may be sold to the highest bidder. Google's trying to get in on the the deal. And um, it's interesting time we live in with uh, some really dominant players making up the Internet space, namely Facebook, Google, Amazon, and um, Apple, of course. Um, they all really are keeping each other at the cutting edge and, and pushing each other to move products and services forward. I mean, Apple, it's going to be interesting to see where Apple goes without Steve Jobs and one of its top designers left the company. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, besides having these awesome products like the iPod and the iPhone and the iPad um, and and iTunes, they really haven't done a lot of stuff online, right? Their social media thing um, inside of iTunes isn't really anything. Um, their stuff, all their other ventures online have, have, haven't really materialized into anything um, besides, I, besides the music and apps. Right. But Apple's not in control of all that stuff necessarily. You know, that's 
that stuff is dependent on app makers and people that make music and Apple Apple doesn't have like a search engine or or like a social media type thing that that everybody else seems to be getting into. They're all different types of companies basically. Apple, Facebook, um, Google and Amazon. Right, but they all want to be the only game in town ideally. I don't know I don't know if Apple does. I think Apple Except, is Except yeah. I think Apple is content is being true. hardware and software only. Um, Google, on the other hand, I think would like to be everywhere and everything. Um, there's reports coming out that they're going to launch their own music store within the next couple weeks or a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, they bought, uh, I believe, Motorola so that they can make their own phones and, and kind of be hardware that way. They've already released their Chrome laptop um, or netbook, I guess, in the... And so they're kind of jumping into the space where kind of where Apple has kind of been dominant. Um, I don't know how well they'll do since everybody else, when they go up against Apple in in the hardware space or, or like little gadget space, seems to not do very well. Yeah, and they're also trying to compete with Facebook for social. Right. So it's funny they they do want their hands in everything. They want to be good at everything. Shouldn't everyone just kind of focus on what they're good at? <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, I think now that Google shifted back to kind of their engineering ways and they've, they've cut a lot of stuff out, I think they can, they can target these other areas in a more effective way. But they still have to do it, and that's, that's going to be hard. Facebook, on the other hand, seems to be just uh, it, to combat Google's fight. They, uh, they just seem to be adding features left and right to Facebook um, things that people have wanted for years seem to be getting added, mm-hmm. and a lot of things that people don't want seem to be getting added at the same time. They just kind of seem to be throwing the kitchen sink out uh, in order to to combat Google. And it might work, um, but it might create more problems for users. I mean, one of the core things about software is that the more features you add, the more complex everything gets, the more bugs you're going to have, the more it clutters up the interface and we've already seen that with Facebook with all that stuff on the right that the chat bar is like gigantic and there's like this little mini news feed mm-hmm. in addition to your regular news feed and to me it's very confusing um, and, and I personally don't like it I, I prefer Google Plus's interface much much better but none of my friends use Google Plus so <laughs> I, it's, I have a hard time using it all the time when no one's on it and until Google Plus starts to get some traction I think that's just the way it's going to be, and I think Facebook is is hoping that by the time people get get around to using Google Plus, they won't have to, because Facebook will have every feature that you'll ever want. <laughs> I think Amazon is an interesting player in this thing because it wasn't until I really saw this article over at Fast Company on the Great Tech War of 2012 that I even would have considered them the same kind of thing, but. Because they are moving into the hardware space after being this e-commerce giant, um, you know they're hoping to see that that will service their main business model. And um, have you heard anything about uh, any like early reviews of how the Kindle Fire performs? I haven't. I mean, all not of the Kindle Fire specifically. Although I, the, the first thing I read about it was that it was pretty good. Um, but all the Kindles in the past have have been very well rece- um, accepted. 
So I don't think this is going to be any different. Um, Amazon's interesting to me since I'm a programmer because Amazon does a lot of developer-friendly things, whereas Google kind of does and Facebook kind of does, but not as much. And so Amazon has this huge back end where everything is set up as a service. You can use all you can you can leverage the same infrastructure that Amazon leverages for anything you want. They provide you with servers. They provide you with anything. Um, and as a developer, that's very friendly to me because I can I can grow and scale with whatever I want. So popular sites like Reddit, they use Amazon's backend for everything they do. Google, they have things like that, but they're very they're much more restrictive about them, which makes it harder to use. Um, we could we could talk for hours on their APIs. Um, at least I could. Um, and then and then Facebook's kind of the same way. We, we've done with some stuff with Facebook development before, and it's just kind of a pain compared to everything else. So I, Amazon, to me, just wins as far as using them to develop your own applications off of. It would be really interesting to see what happens, especially Apple, I think, now that Jobs is out. Um, but that's all the time that we have this week. Thanks to our guest, Julie Joyce of Linkfish Media. Check out Bruce Clay, Inc., as well as SCM Synergy on Facebook and on Twitter for updates from us. And go to scmsynergy.com for more on our guests and topics. Be sure to come to the Webmaster Radio chat room sometime if you're ever free on Thursday at noon Pacific. Virginia and I are always in there. Aaron is also a frequent guest chatter. Thanks for joining us on SCM Synergy. Yeah.